All right, biohackers, who doesn't love a yummy, creamy whey protein shake? Oh, it is such a treat. And I really love it as a meal replacement, post-workout recovery, maybe even a midday snack. So this is why I have to tell you about Puri Protein Powder. I absolutely love the bourbon vanilla flavor and the chocolate, but I think I got to go with the, the vanilla as my favorite. So it's smooth, it's delicious. And you know what else? It's pretty awesome that the flavors come from real natural ingredients like the bourbon vanilla seeds from Madagascar. And let's talk about quality because there's a lot of junk whey protein on the market that I would not recommend. So the Puree whey protein, it comes from pasture-raised cow's milk with no hormones, no GMOs, and no pesticides. This is because Puree's mission has always been to be the best at offering pure, clean, and superior products that, that support health and well-being. And what I think truly sets them apart is that they are fully transparent with their product testing. Every batch is third-party tested against more than 200 contaminants and certified clean by the Clean Label Projects. Not all brands can say this. Plus, each product contains a QR code so you can personally scan it and review the test results at home. I know you're excited to try it out. So what you're going to do is head on over to puri.com slash biohackerbabes. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash biohackerbabes. And then make sure you use promo code biohackerbabes at checkout to save 20%. All right, let's get back to the show. We're digging deep and asking the questions we need to ask. Years of stress and not just emotional. I was depleting my body. I was malnourished. I'm working out like crazy. I'm eating all these healthy foods. How could I not be well? We have to get back to the basics. We can change the way our genes are expressed. Anyone that wants to improve their health or upgrade their health, they should be biohacking. My name is Renee. And I'm Lauren. We are the Biohacker Babes. We're sisters and we're joining forces to empower you to become your own biohacker and upgrade your life. The Biohacker Babes podcast aims to create insight into the body's natural healing abilities strengthen your intuition, and empower you with techniques and modalities to optimize your health and wellness. Because life is too short to not feel your best every single day. This podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Welcome to episode 10 of the Biohacker Babes podcast. Today we have our first guest speaker. We are super excited to announce that our dad, the original biohacker, is going to be on our show today. So we're going to be diving into all about oral health and how that's connected to whole body health and how you can biohack your way to a healthier mouth and a better smile. So just to give you a quick background on Dr. Sam Botero, here is his bio. So Dr. Sam has been a leader in the field of dentistry for 39 years with a special interest in orthodontics, dental orthopedics, TMJ disorders, sleep disordered breathing, and implantology. His holistic approach to dentistry is rooted in an understanding of the interconnectedness of oral and whole body health. 
as director and clinician of his practice, the Julian Center for Comprehensive Dentistry. Dr. Sam focuses on healing the mind, body, and spirit with an emphasis on treating sleep-disordered breathing issues like sleep apnea. Dr. Sambatero's philosophical shift to biologically-centered holistic dentistry comes from a place of sincere belief in the need for change. Too many of his patients were misinformed about their oral health, and too many were prevented from improving their health because of traditional dental and healthcare practices. Adding to his approach is a discovery of the dangers of conventional dental remedies like mercury amalgam fillings, fluoride, and root canals. He believes we are at the beginning of a fundamental shift in the practice of dentistry, a transformation that will shift the focus of dental practices away from the emergency treatment of symptoms toward compassionate, comprehensive, and preventative biological care that truly embraces the philosophy of Hippocrates. First, do no harm. Dr. Samasero attended the University of Maryland School of Dentistry and began his career practicing traditional dentistry, pioneering treatments for TMD, jaw joint disorders, and sleep apnea. He is now a member of the American Academy of Dental Sleep Medicine, the American Academy of Oral Systemic Health, the Academy of Sleep Medicine, American Sleep and Breathing Academy, this is not a quick bio at all, National (laughs) Sleep Foundation, Maryland Sleep Society, International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine, is there anything you don't do, Dad? Holistic Dental Association and the American Academy of Cranial Facial Pain, International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology, and the International Dental Implant Association. He's also a member and fellow of the Academy of General Dentistry, as well as a board member of the Maryland Society of Integrative Medicine. We get it. You are an expert. We are so happy to have you here. And last but not least, he is the author of the book, Stop the Store, about sleep apnea and sleep disorder breathing. Great intro. That is awesome. Yes. What an intro. So not only has our dad been an inspiration to us in the world of biohacking, he has been a pioneer in the dental community. If you're wondering what holistic or biological dentistry is, I know that was a, a long intro, but we are going to, our mission here today is to explain to you why this is important and why he is so passionate about this work. Uh, it's funny, I told someone the other day that you're a holistic dentist dad, and they said, oh, does that mean he's really spiritual? And I just <laughs> laughed. I was like, well, he is, but uh, <laughs> there's a little more to it than that. But yes, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. answer to that is yes, you are spiritual, but holistic dentistry is really about um, looking at the mouth. Well, I'm going to let you get into this, but your health begins here, really. Um, well, thanks. I appreciate it. And this is... Uh quite an honor to be first guest and also um i'm so grateful for what you guys are doing it's awesome what you're delivering to the community and for me to be part of it just amazing what you're doing and yeah that intro was excellent yeah i know that's a lot of credentials that just means i spent a lot of money getting ce courses <laughs> just to prove but your I'm an experience expert. actually speaks even greater volumes than that yeah, yeah. So I think let's that, get into your story good. Yeah, well, just the fact that you meant that mentioned someone didn't know what holistic meant, and I know we spelled with an H, but it really should be with a W, and yeah. holistic meaning it's it's the whole body. So somewhere in this crazy world of medicine, that the head has been disconnected from the rest of the body. So we're treating the mouth as if it's not connected, and that's just insane. So uh, I became very interested in this field because uh, the connection between 
mercury amalgam fillings and root canals and all this, but uh, first came about because of my, um, my dear friend who was diagnosed with melanoma back in 1986. And interesting is that uh, he's now still alive, by the way, which is great news. He was told that he needed to get all his mercury fillings out, and I had no idea what that meant and why he needed to have them out, because I've been placing them for about six years since I graduated. And so that was my beginning of my path and journey into this holistic or biological dentistry. So later in the 90s, the term holistic kind of moved over to biological simply because of a lot of the studies and research that's done in biological medicine in, uh, in Europe. Yeah, so uh, my friend, by the way, uh, as I said, he's still alive today. He was given three months to live. They said, just go home and take care of his affairs. He could do some traditional chemo and some radiation, but that wasn't really going to extend his life. So he made a brave decision to go out to a alternative and holistic center in, in San Diego area. And uh, that was just part of his journey was getting the mercury out. He, he'd had a lot of other treatment and uh, he survived. So it's possible. So for those out there who have cancer, you know, look at all the possibilities. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, Dad, I think that's such a powerful story. And, you know, I've heard it at least a hundred times, but it still blows me away every time I hear it. So how how long would you say you were practicing general dentistry before you, you know, this happened with your friend in 86? Well, I graduated in 1980, then I did a general practice residency at University Hospital, and then I went into practice right after that. So from 1981 to about 86, I was doing, you know, traditional dentistry, placing mercury fillings. And it was interesting, in, the, in that time in my career, we weren't even using gloves and masks, and we were still kind of mixing the mercury with our fingers, and it was crazy. So I was wow. getting... <laughs> I was getting exposed to this mercury, not even knowing the dangers of it. And so this was a huge, huge paradigm for me because I had no idea. I was kind of shocked. And then, of course, all my colleagues thought I was kind of crazy because uh, there's no evidence, there's no science. And even today, I mean, I read something yesterday that said there's still no science and evidence behind it, which is crazy. There's still a lot of dentists yeah. with their head in the sand. That's, That's how you know you're doing something right if people will think you're crazy, right? You're on to something. Right. <laughs> if you're crazy, if you got arrows in your back and you're uh, kind of going upstream, they're going downstream. Yeah. So congrats. You've been crazy since the mid eighties. Yeah. Probably longer than that. <laughs> in that regard. So, yeah. So Renee, you know Renee and I know why it's called the Julian Center, your practice, but I think it'd be great to share that part of the story about where that name comes from. Well, the center or the office has been named a number of things, and we were in a transition trying to decide what um, would be our new name. Uh, we wanted to get away from holistic or um, optimum health. Uh, I think we even had it was called uh, healing, healing with dentistry. Um, something a little more personal. Wanted something a little more personal, something that would create a legacy. And as you guys well know, your your granddad died of a Heart, heart attack in January 2001. So shortly after that, someone suggested, why don't you name this after your dad? You know, he was a big inspiration to you. He was my best man in our, our wedding um, to your mom. Uh, so um, <laughs> that was very important to me. We were like best friends. He did actually retire from the insurance business and came to work here at the office. And in fact, I spent some time with him right the day before I had lunch with him, which was kind of unusual. And the next day he suffered from a heart attack. 
Uh, also interesting thing is he was a big snorer. And so we also suspect that he had sleep apnea. So he had a test done and he had stress tests and they said everything was normal. And that was in December, only about a month before he died of a sudden heart attack. So that tells you how kind of crazy the traditional medicine is. It'll tell you, give you a clean slate and he dies of a heart attack. So that was a good reason to change the name and his honor and his legacy. Yeah, that's amazing. Back then, they didn't have a lot of research on sleep apnea. And we were just talking about this in our last episode about how symptoms or test results can come out as normal. Like doctors will say it's normal, but that doesn't mean, um, that doesn't really mean that it's normal. So if only we had the information that we have or what you have now, we could have possibly. We can change that outcome probably. I mean, he'd be 95 now, but um, so he might have been... (laughs) suffering from something else but it was a big loss and uh, speaking of a spiritual person he was very spiritual and great inspiration i know to you all too yeah absolutely yeah i love i love the julian center yeah i mean we were you know we were brought up in in the sports field and we always uh really got involved in sports never in really in the, the arts and then when you two guys came along and with your dancing he never missed the performance. He just supported that. He just said he would never put tights on. That's all. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, but he I was always know. there. Always oh, there. Always, always. And he used to drive us to ballet class. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Was Very supportive. Cool. Yes, we miss him and what an inspiration. So already we've brought up a lot of pretty intense health scares and stories that have inspired you to continue this practice. I think leads us to the biohacking element. Yes. Yeah. So dad, you know, we call you the original biohacker, but I think the term biohacker didn't even really exist when you started biohacking, right? Probably like early nineties. I know you started doing like the ear candling. I'll never forget the night Lauren and I came home from ballet class and you had this ear candle thing. We're like, what in the world is wrong with our dad? Um, You were doing that (laughs) paper plate and then candles sticking out. (laughs) So, you know, that was a typical night in the San Patero household. Um, Oh yeah. You know, you had that, you started using the low level uh, laser therapy, coffee enemas, vibration plate, uh, rolfing, acupuncture. I mean, you were doing this in the early nineties, but maybe kind of tell us like what prompted you to start doing all those things, even though you didn't no, it was called biohacking. No, I didn't know that term. Um, it, it kind of fits, you know, and I just resonated towards these kind of alternative things, anything that would improve my health, improve longevity. As I looked at my grandparents and my parents, I just decided, hey, I, I didn't want to end up in that same, you know, regard. I wanted to do everything I could possibly do. So, you know, I don't, you know, when you put it out to the universe that, these things sort of come your way. And, I, you know, I found this thing called a biotuner. It was cranial electrical stimulation. It was supposed to help with anxiety and insomnia. So I, I used it for sleep. You know, then I, I discovered this uh, thing called heart rate variability. That was back in the 90s also. Now it's a big thing, right? Everyone's using it. Um, yeah. So I was using heart rate variability back in the early to mid 90s. And That's incredible. Know, all these things interesting. And I found them rejuvenating. And, uh, yeah, they, they kind of and I know you've talked about this before and I've heard this on other podcasts, you know, get, you get so caught up in all these things, but how about just walking on the ground and earthing yourself and getting sunshine and, you know, breathing the good air and drinking good water. That's all important. And I, and I do that, but I was looking for an edge uh, 
and uh, and you know, just from being around me, that that was always important to me, and still is. I still like the toys. Um, anything that's out there that I think can help your physiology, your biochemistry, uh, anything that can help longevity, I'm in for it. Oh, we know you love the toys. Anything that's new and exciting, you have it. Mom's rolling her eyes right now. Yeah. <laughs> if we could just show you a picture of the bedroom with like 20 biohacking toys all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's really just it. your ex your experimentation, right? You're always willing to try something new to see how it's going to positively affect your health. I think that's the coolest thing about you. You're willing to try anything. Well, that's the you know that's the world that you were introduced to early on, and that's I, I'm so so thrilled and grateful that you have embraced that the same. And I think uh, you've got a you know 30 year head start on me, so it, <laughs> it's pretty cool. And, you know, and the stuff's changing all the time. There's new stuff coming out now that uh, we can't even keep up on all of it. I mean, it does take time to, and money to, to be able to explore these things. But I think if you're not doing that, and I think you, I've heard both of you say that, you know, if you're not biohacking, uh, you're kind of crazy because it's, it's, it's there. Why not use it? Yeah, it's available and it is affordable to some extent to everyone. So since you are a guest on our show, we're just going to bring this back we always talk about how the different biohacks make you hotter. So we want to know within your own practice or just your, your own biohacking experimentation, how does it make you hotter? Have you thought about this? It could be as specific or non-specific as you want. Yeah, that's a term I know that you've been using on your podcast and I like it. I mean, I think all these things definitely make you hotter. I mean, it makes you feel better. You have more energy. I think you look better. So whether you're incorporating these biohacks or you're, or you're paying attention to your oral health. Um, so there's a lot of things you can do in your oral health. I mean, talking about being hotter, I mean, I think something it, it, that's not hot is someone who has, you know, horrible looking teeth or yellow teeth or a poor smile or, or, or a profile that uh, looks like their face is dished in. All these things, these, these things are now available and you can do them in dentistry. So those, those are kind of like dental hacks, but they're, easily done by most dentists if they're trained these definitely make you hotter i mean who doesn't want to have a pretty smile a nice big broad smile you know a good profile uh who wants to walk around with crooked teeth yellow teeth uh shadowing on your eyes <laughs> pulling of the venous uh supply all those things can now be addressed through biological dentistry so i guess that can actually for some people seem a little vain to want like really pearly white straight teeth but can you go into sort of the reasoning behind what a good jaw structure and straight teeth actually means about your health for those in our audience that don't know that yeah so it's not just the aesthetics or cosmetics obviously uh we're looking at airway issues so if the jaw position is in the right position and it allows proper tongue posture and swallowing this improves your airway and your efficiency in absorbing oxygen, especially at nighttime when your reflexes are down. So uh, this is going to obviously make you hotter because you're sleeping better, you're breathing better. This is going to also eliminate all those potential risks for comorbidities like uh, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's, hypertension, erectile dysfunction, depression. I can go on and on. So obviously dealing with the jaw position, and we can talk a little bit more about that, how that can happen and how we can be involved non-surgically through using the, the concepts of biological dentistry that I'm now uh, have embraced and I'm now using in the office. Um, these are things that 
will affect your overall health. And I don't know anybody on your podcast that doesn't want to have better health. I think that's probably why they're listening to you. Yeah, I certainly absolutely. hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, and another thing, Dad, you were saying uh, before, you know, it's not just about the smile, but like even bad breath, right? That's not really yeah. a hot thing. But it's, I guess it could be as simple as maybe someone's really just not brushing their teeth and flossing their teeth. But we also know there's a strong link with digestion, right? If there's a lot of indigestion and poor digestion going on, it's going to come back up as gross as that may sound, but that can cause bad breath. And, and something I learned from you is how to read tongues. So you just have someone stick their tongue out and you can tell pretty quickly whether they have good digestion or not, which is I think, yes. fascinating. Yeah. And in, in Chinese medicine, you can map the tongue out to every part of the body. You can tell whether there's digestive issues, cardiovascular issues, gallbladder, liver issues. So yeah, we're looking at that all the time. And you talk about bad breath. So why do you have bad breath? It's usually, you know, volatile sulfur compounds. So is that coming from the bacteria or is it coming from the gut? I mean, you mm. have to address that. And if it's from bacteria in the mouth, you might have uh, early periodontal disease. We know there's no, con no, no dispute right now that there's a connection between periodontal disease and cardiovascular disease and diabetes. So it's not just looking good, smelling good, having good breath, but we're reducing you know, those comorbidities. And so if you don't think periodontal disease is an issue, you know, look in the mirror. If you're brushing and flossing, you're going to have any kind of bleeding that's going on that can definitely cause inflammatory response in the body. So um, these things can obviously cause chronic issues. So you can look in a patient's mouth and pretty immediately have a good idea of what's going on systemically, like throughout their entire body, correct? Yeah, so, yeah we do a complete evaluation. So we're looking at jaw structure. We're looking at joint function. How's the jaw opening? We're looking at the tongue. We're looking at all the soft tissue to see if there's any pathology. We're looking at the gum tissue. If there's inflammation, then we probably have, a, you know, they might potentially have some inflammatory markers, cytokines, even C-reactive protein might be high. We can do what's called a dental DNA test or an oral DNA. We can check for microbes, especially anaerobic microbes. These are all going to be contributing to serious cardiovascular issues and diabetes. Uh, we can look into, at the airway as we're looking in the mouth is the airway even visible so we look in the mouth they have them stick out their tongue we can't see the airway guess what they're probably not breathing very well so this is i think you know when you talk about the pillars of health you talk about nutrition talk about exercise talk about sleep i mean i i'm absolutely positive that sleep is the most important thing and i don't need to convince you all because we're all wearing the aura ring so we're yeah. we're you know we're using the metrics we're quantifying our sleep because Sleep is the most important pillar, the, and I think that's the foundation of which nutrition and exercise are built on. Also, as you said, uh, you know, if you've got bacteria in the mouth, and I know we talked about this before, there's a change in the microbiome that can occur, and that can affect gut health uh, and vice versa. So the microbiome, just like in the gut, has to be in supportive of oral, healthy oral structure. So if that's out of balance, and that can be out of balance from a lot of reasons, uh, including using things like Listerine or other uh, mouthwashes that have a lot of alcohol in it, or even some people that, from a holistic standpoint, tend to use a lot of essential oils. Well, the essential oils can definitely cut down not just the good bacteria, or not just the bad bacteria, but also the good bacteria. And here's a very, very important thing. We talk about breathing, get nitric oxide production. Also, the microbiome, oral microbiome, produces nitric oxide. So... We talk a little bit about that and how it benefits the cardiovascular system because it's a vasodilator. 
every time you talk, I'm like, I need to get my notebook out. This is so much information. <laughs> I'm so rambling on. We could go on for hours. Yeah, I love it. We really could. I don't mean to skip ahead, but I, I feel like we this wouldn't be complete, this episode, if we didn't talk about Weston A. Price, since we're talking about the mouth being an indicator of, of health. Can you just do a brief introduction about Weston A. Price for our audience? Yeah, I know most people know about the Weston Price Foundation, and, and, and their information is usually about his field of nutrition. So Weston Price wrote a book, Physical Degeneration uh, and Nutrition, that he looked at these cultures around the world, these primitive cultures. Interesting is, of course, they didn't have processed food. They were eating food off the land. But also, guess what? They didn't have any dentists in their community. They didn't need dentists. They had perfect teeth, nice straight teeth, big wide jaws. I mean, you see pictures of them. They're smiling. They're big. And so they didn't have these health issues that we see now in modern, especially in the, in the industrialized countries. So uh, Western Price showed that if we eat a non-processed food, that we can actually improve the health of the, not just the teeth and the gums, but also develop the jaws to a natural growth and, and development that our genetic or epigenetic um, predis that we're predisposed to. And that will then, of course, improve airway also. So he was a big influence on me, but I'm gonna take a step back. And one thing that he, that most people don't know about where I got involved initially was the work that he did on looking at root canals. So mm -hmm. Weston Price was a lead researcher for the American Dental Association, and he was taking teeth from humans that had certain health issues and implanting them in, under the skin of rabbits, and the rabbit would develop whatever the human had, whether it was kidney disease or heart disease. Uh, this was very important information. So this is why we, we do not promote the use of root canals. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's fascinating. Mm. Yeah, we could go on and on. Weston Price was a yeah. great man. Yeah, he did so much great research that we can still follow today. So, Dad, we also like to always mention, you know, who this episode is really for. And, you know, everyone has a mouth, right? So I think we all need to be paying attention to this, but especially anyone that's, like we said, already health conscious and looking to biohack. But, you know, I was working at the Julian Center, or I've been there for many years. So I've seen a lot of the patients that you work with. And it seems like there's a really big community of people that have these chronic health issues where they're not getting answers from all their different doctors, kind of similar to my experience in the past. Would you say that people that, you know, they can't find the answer that this could be the missing link, the biological and holistic dentistry? Uh, yes. And we've found that is true for many of our patients. Um, fortunately, we're sometimes the last stop in their journey. Um, they've already seen multiple practitioners, and I, I certainly don't want to paint a picture that's the paradigm that everything's related to the oral cavity, but quite often it's the missing. Even in the alternative world, they don't always look at the oral cavity, uh, the oral microbiome, the presence of mercury fillings or root canals or hidden jaw infections as a contributor to someone's overall health. And... Um, I just had a patient last week, actually, who um, she, she can point it right to the day that she, her, she was running 5K, she was hiking, she was a big athlete. She had a root canal done, and almost immediately her health changed and has gotten worse ever since. So yeah. is, that, is that coincidental? I don't think so, because I see this happen all the time. I've had patients where they come in and we do certain treatment. We had a woman who, who had the... She had the vaccine and then she responded very negatively. She started getting these skin rashes and nothing seemed to help. They put cortisone on it. That didn't help. She went to a naturopath, did some natural remedies. That didn't help. 
within the same night, we took three mercury amalgam fillings out. Her rashes went away and she slept through the night. That was the other thing I didn't mention. She wasn't sleeping, I guess, because wow. she was yeah. you know, so uncomfortable. So we see these stories all the time. I have patients come in who are, aren't sleeping. They, they have very poor energy. They're falling asleep at work, maybe falling asleep driving to work. And within one night of putting in the oral appliance, it changes their entire health. Now they're breathing, they're sleeping, they're not fatigued, they have more energy. So we see these things happen all the time. Yeah, and it seems like maybe, you correct me if I'm wrong, that this idea of like the mouth being separate from the body, it, it started a long time ago back when dentists were actually like working in barber shops. Can you tell, <laughs> tell that's, there's something there, right? Well, they were, they were considered barber surgeons. So okay. if, you go, if you go to Williamsburg and you look in the, and you take a tour downtown, like in the wig shop, the same place that, that they were making wigs, they also, you'll see over there on, on the, one of the counters, some dental tools. So the, the same person who did your wig also pulled your teeth. So that oh was, what? <laughs> so that's kind of crazy. <laughs> that's well, that's it, where it all began. <laughs> yeah, and if you look at the, uh, the uh, and you remember, if you remember, I had that antique dental chair, it was in the garage for a while. It looked mm -hmm. a lot like a barber chair, right? It oh, did, yeah. yeah. It did. So, I did uh, not know about that. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, what, what people don't may not know is we have the same training. Our first two years of dental school are the same as medical school. So we're getting microbiology, physiology, anatomy, biochemistry, uh, pharmacology. So we're doing all the same stuff. The only thing, then the next two years, we're actually doing more technical stuff where we're actually focusing working on the mouth. I think, and I, and I would love to see this happen, is that they change and get rid of the word dentist and call us oral physicians. That's what we should be. We should be specialists in the oral cavity. That's our specialty. Just like an ENT is an ear, nose, and throat, a cardiologist, they're special. But I also don't want that to be a point where we become separated again. We're specialists in that, but we look right. at the whole body. So that's what I think is most important. Yeah, yeah I think, I've always thought it was funny when people are like, oh, you're a dentist, you're not a doctor, but you truly- <laughs> You are, yeah. You know, oh, and that always a joke. On, I mean, it's uh, is there a doctor in the house? Oh, there's a dentist. No, no, is there a real doctor? <laughs> That's <laughs> crazy. <me> a break. <laughs> crazy. So, yeah. I have a question for you, Dad. We're always talking about quantification. That's really important to us as biohackers. Would you say, I mean, these stories alone about the like marked improvement from these patients that they're experiencing once you remove the amalgams and what other types of quantification other than just having like very obvious uh, proof that their health is changing? Well, every, every patient when they come in here, yeah, they, uh, they have a heart rate variability done. So we're using that and we're checking that, see if that's improving. Uh, we have other parameters that we're looking at uh, radiographically. Uh, obviously, we're doing also heart rate and blood pressure. So there's some other quantification that we're doing. I think probably most important is heart rate variability because that's a very important quantification in terms of your overall health. So when we see someone who has a very poor heart rate variability and it gets better when we take their amalgams out or root canals, I think that's a great way to measure improvement. Both, uh, you know, obviously subjectively, they're saying they feel better. Um, yeah, and you also make every new patient do urine pH testing, and you can see oh, yeah. a correlation with that, right? Like, yes. you know, a patient is like, I'm eating the cleanest, 
yeah, whatever vegan vegetarian diet, you know, they think they're eating this like perfect diet. Um, but if they have a mouth of mercury and root canals, right, they're going to have that really acidic urine pH. So I know that's something you always measure yes. pre and post. So that's a good quantification. Yes, yeah. And as you, as you said, I mean, a lot of those people are acidic, even though they're eating clean because of the toxicity of the mercury or, or chronic infections, it's all making their body more acidic. So trying to get them to an alkaline level, it's sometimes very challenging. That's awesome. Right. So what we're really just talking about basic inflammatory markers, making sure the detox pathways are open and, and working efficiently. So, right. Um, and yeah. like C-reactive protein, right? If C-reactive protein is high and you can't figure out where it's coming from, it could be your mouth. Yeah. I mean, why, why do we treat the mouth any different than any other part of the body? Inflammation is inflammation. You know, if you've got uh, bleeding gums, that's a sign of inf inflammation. If you had that anywhere else, they'd be treating it. Right. Right. Probably, right. Unfortunately, pharmacologically. Yeah. So hopefully we're changing um, this idea of the mouth just being separate. I, I think we have proved that over and over yeah, again. Today, it is connected. So. Yeah. Well, let, yeah. Let me just mention, hey, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a dental patient myself. I had 14 mercury amalgams. Okay. Thank goodness I had them out early on in my career. And thank goodness I had them done safely. Otherwise, I don't know what I'd be suffering from right now. Two, uh, I had four teeth extracted for for orthodontics, uh, and then went into braces, and then was treated with Invisalign. And now, at the age of 66, I'm retreating that. I'm using 3D expansion appliances to open up, uh, make more room for my tongue, improve my airway, but also I want to replace the teeth that were taken out. I believe we were meant to have 32 teeth, and uh, we're unfortunately judiciously taking these teeth out uh, and not understanding the consequences of doing that. Very cool. Yeah. So, Dad, we want to jump into the debate or controversy around holistic dentistry. I know that there's been a lot over the years, but it seems like the latest is there's this online trend of people saying, don't go to the dentist, you know, treat all your oral health issues at home using whatever oil pulling and essential oils and all this stuff. But now, just like in all of our other episodes, we always recommend that you work with your, your healthcare practitioner, your physician before you make any changes. And I think people need to remember that with dentistry, right? You still need to work with a dentist while you're doing these biohacks at home. But so what would, what would your response be to someone that says, you know, I don't need a dentist. I can do whatever I want from home. Yeah. I'd say, how's that working for you? Uh, we, <laughs> your mean, famous have... quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <How's that> <laughs> I love that. I mean, and and your mom sees this all the time too. Patients come in and they're trying to sell us some new product, some multi-level marketing. You know, this is supposed to cure dental disease. And she looks in her mouth and they go, "Well, but you have decay and you have periodontal disease. So how's that working? How's it working for you?" For you? <laughs> yeah. So my my advice is that do those things as a contributing source to your health. Oil pulling is very good for you. Using certain essential oils is good for you. Um, but to take those and using things that, well, we didn't get into Western Price, but vitamin D3 and K2, CoQ10, uh, you know, vitamin C for gum health, uh, all these things that help, we should be doing those. Those are your responsibility. You need to take personal accountability to do that. That's not to say, don't do that. Come in your dentist. Your dentist is your savior. He's going to, no, we're here to work in partnership. So you have to do your part. We'll do our part. And our part is one, looking in the mouth and figure out what's going on. So and then, and then evaluating what you're doing or not doing, and then making some suggestions. And two, 
addressing things that need to be treated. So if you have a cavity, that's going to continue to get deeper and that could involve getting to the pulp of the tooth and that may then cause that to say you need a root canal. Of course, we don't recommend that here. So in our office, that would end up being an extraction. So why would you want to lose a tooth? That's crazy when all you had to do was treat the cavity. So I think this is what you're alluding to, Renee, some of these people. And part of that is, as you know, the internet telling people that you can cure your cavities by doing, you know, whether it's oil pulling or, uh, you know, doing the, the Western Price protocol. I mean, Western Price didn't say that. If the cavity is early on in the enamel, you can remineralize that. But if it's through the enamel into the dentin, you cannot fill that hole in. And I've seen videos on, on, on YouTube where it, they had this big hole and then they did some nutritional stuff and then they showed a picture of the hole filled in. I think they used something like wax or something to fill that in because it's not oh, possible. Yeah, so that, I think that's where it's kind of misleading. And I think, that, and I encourage people to always do whatever they're doing and continue if, it, if it's helping but we have to intervene at some point because of the downside is you may end up losing a tooth. And is it worth it? Because you thought some holistic procedure was going to actually turn things around. I mean, we're not here. And I, and I would say also in answer to that, there's probably some reason to be a little bit suspicious because some dentists are obviously not holistic. They're not really looking at it's supporting you in a positive way as we do. So, I would be a little bit leery about questioning. They might want to take too many x-rays. You may walk in and say, oh, you got 15 cavities. You, have, you need all this work, but maybe you really don't. I see it all the time. Patients come in and say, oh, I was just at a dentist and they recommended a root canal. Of course, I saw this video about root canal and decided I didn't want a root canal. And we do an evaluation and actually they don't even need a root canal. It's pretty sad. So I've seen patients who clench their teeth who cause tooth pain and have been told they need root canals when all they need to do is treat why they're clenching and that will go away. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's why you see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that you really just actually just talked about the biohacker mission or what we talk about on the show a lot is doing your own research, asking your own questions, using some discernment and taking accountability and doing stuff at home, but then, you know, going to the experts too. We need this partnership and this teamwork. So thank you for pointing that out. That's really awesome. Yeah. So I want to get into our favorite hacks. I think you kind of casually just ran through some of them, the oil pulling, um, essential oils. Renee, actually, I'm going to let you go through this. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a big fan of oil pulling. And actually, Lauren and I got to be on the Dr. Oz show in that was cool. 2013. Yeah, yeah so. that was crazy. Well, thanks to you. You got us on the show because you were the nutrition expert. <laughs> we got yeah. we got a sister feature. The doctor oh, Renee, producer thought I was crazy. Yeah, and I, I just want to say shortly after that, I can't tell you how many patients came in asking whether I knew about oil pulling, you know, and I knew they had seen the Dr. Oz show. Yeah, so. well, I remember mom even had a patient that came in and was like, I heard about this thing called oil pulling on the Dr. Oz show, and mom just started dying laughing. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, did you recognize the girl? No. Even for years after that, I was hearing it for like 
five years post, people were asking if I had heard of it. And I was like, check yeah. out this link. So uh, the story is Renee got us on the Dr. Oz show as an expert. She was talking about how oil pulling can help detoxification. And so we got on there and we're swishing oil around in our mouth on the show. Yeah. Long. And I guess maybe some people still don't know what oil pulling is, but real quickly, you can basically use sesame oil or coconut oil and you swish in your mouth 15 to 20 minutes in the morning and it helps to clean out the mouth, but it also detoxifies the whole body. So, but definitely check that out. Be a biohacker if you want to look into that. Cool. Yeah. So uh, that's our first hack. Second one is good nutrition. We talked about what's in a price, basically eliminating sugar and processed foods from the diet, which we're all familiar with. We talk about that all the time. Uh, good fats. Weston A. Price loves some grass-fed butter, vitamin D3 and K2. We can go into that more, but uh, do some research on Weston A. Price. We'll provide some links in the show notes. Yeah, it's something really interesting about the Weston Price work. He used to call this thing called the X factor. He found that people that had, that had high X factor in their diet had like no tooth decay. We now know that that is probably vitamin K2, which is really high in all those healthy fats. So vitamin K2 is amazing. X factor. X factor. That's kind yeah, of a cool another name. Thing, but. Another thing your listeners should be aware of. Yeah, sugar, sugar is a culprit. Um, and we definitely need to be aware of that. But people think it's because the sugar is sitting on the teeth that that's the problem. Um, well, you got to remember the sugar is broken down. Uh, and that then from bacteria, and that can cause the production of acid. But what really is happening in the body, it's changing the pH. So it's changing actually the calcium phosphorus ratio. And that can lead to a degradation of the flow of fluid going in the tooth and out. So there's a fluid going into the tooth, kind of bathes the tooth and then pulls out the bad stuff. It reverses that flow when your um, calcium phosphorus ratios are, are off. So running and brushing your teeth right after you had ice cream is not going to do the trick is what you're saying. Right. Oh, oh, oh. You know, I want to say something else too. If you are eating something that, that's acidic, don't brush your teeth right away. Rinse with some water because that acid can start to break down the teeth. And if you rub the teeth right at that point, that can be a problem. Great. Awesome. Um, charcoal toothpaste mouthwash. Yes. I love. Yeah. I think it's a good product. I mean, I think the whole charcoal thing sort of got out of control um, <laughs> with charcoal for this and charcoal for that. But I think it's, a, it's still a good thing for cleaning the teeth. Renee, you've had good response. Yeah, I definitely have noticed my teeth are whiter when I brush with charcoal toothpaste. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like people are putting charcoal in their coffee and their smoothies. Like, um, can we all remember that charcoal binds to nutrients in the gut? Like, don't add it to your food. That doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> Just it topically for your teeth and you'll get a lot of benefit there. Well, I've done a charcoal smoothie before, but it, it's really specific when I use it. If I feel like I've probably eaten something bad and I, I need to bind and shuttle it out, but definitely not right. on a regular basis. Yeah. Like if you've had, you know, maybe food poisoning or too much alcohol or some other toxin got into your gut, like, oh, a hundred percent use charcoal to bind to it and get it out, but don't like add it to your green smoothie thinking you're going to get any benefit from the green. Right. Because you're just binding. Yeah. Goodbye, nutrients. Yeah. Also, just be aware when you after when you spit it out, like spit it out in a cup. Because when you spit it out in the sink, it's going everywhere. So (laughs) you know, people don't realize that that's happening. Even when you're just using regular toothpaste, you just don't see it. Uh, The charcoal will show up on your mirror, on your sink, all over the place. So it's pretty messy. On your on your mirror, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) It's (laughs) splatters. 
That is a I vigorous see. spit. Well, yeah, that <laughs> first charcoal toothpaste you ever gave me, Dad, was the powder, and it really does. I have to like very carefully spit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the toothpaste better than the powder. Yeah, it's a little cleaner. Uh, one more hack that I like personally is essential oils. Dad, you introduced me to clove oil. If you have any um, pain, it's sort of a temporary fix, and it's definitely not going to get to the literal root cause, but uh, clove oil, do you want to talk about that really quickly? It's a great palliative treatment. So if someone has a toothache, you can't get to the dentist, and you want to use it sparingly because that stuff can burn, and I've seen a lot of people burn their gum tissue by putting too much clove oil, so you want to dilute it. But yes, that will definitely, if you put that right up against the gum where the toothache is, it will definitely deaden that. If you've got infection, uh, oregano oil is very, very useful. Also, you got to be careful with that. I love the thieves oil. Thieves is a great antibacterial, um, not just for the mouth, but also for other parts of the body. So yeah, I love essential oils, but I want to be careful. Like some people use like a tea tree oil or some of these other really strong essential oils. Again, that has the potential of wiping out the normal microbiome in the mouth, and that's mm -hmm. going to make you more susceptible to other problems. So use it sparingly, but you know, a little goes a long way. It's, this is not like a little is good and a lot's better. A lot is good right. to destroy the microbiome. Right. Dilution is the solution, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, good. That's good. So I just have a few questions for you, for our audience. If someone can't get to the Julian Center in Maryland and they're looking for a holistic dentist near them, what are the top three questions that they should ask so they can be their own biohackers? Well, that's a great question because I think almost this holistic biological dentistry uh, has come you know, a long way from when I got involved in the 80s to almost be like a marketing. It's like a way to get patients in to say, and, and some, most of them are, I think, are sincere, but they may have taken one course or they go into one meeting. You really want to make sure that they're in total alignment. So when someone says they're holistic because we don't place mercury fillings, that doesn't necessarily make them holistic. It's a good start. I would ask, do you have a safety protocol? So not only do you not place it, how do you remove it safely to protect you and protect the patient and pay, protect your staff? So that's one very important thing. And that would definitely separate uh, a holistic dentist from someone who's just saying, I'm not placing mercury anymore. Mm -hmm. Two is, what is, where's your stance on fluoride? You know, are you still in an office that's fluoridating all your patients? Are you giving fluoride to the kids? Are you using fluoride trays? This stuff is very toxic. It doesn't really have the science behind it, although that would be argued by the most dentists in the ADA. So if they're truly holistic, they're not recommending that. Especially nowadays, there's so many other options, things like tooth builder and MI paste, things that can remineralize the teeth uh, that have no side toxic effects that uh, the fluoride does. You know, people probably don't realize if you look on most toothpaste and you read the back of it, it says, you know, if swallowed, call poison control. All right. I mean, this stuff should be locked up in a cabinet. I mean, kids are grabbing this stuff. Now they're, you know, they'll take a wad of it and they're swallowing it. There have been a couple pediatric deaths that have occurred because of too much fluoride done in a, in a dental office. Mm -hmm. So, and I think the third one might be, um, and this is kind of a stretch because it's expensive. You have a 3D comb beam. It's, I think, is the state-of-the-art, most diagnostic tool that you can have. And without that, you're going to miss a lot of things, especially infections. Uh, so you can look at infections and you can look at the airway. Two very important things if you miss those. Uh, that could be very detrimental for the patient. So it's really matters, is a dentist a tooth doctor or a mouth doctor? 
or even a whole body doctor. So th there's a kind of three questions. There's more I would ask their, their credentials. Uh, they don't have to be involved in as many organizations as I am, but they should have some affiliation with at least one of those organizations. That's great. So just to kind of overview that last part. So basically you want them to ask about their mercury filling removal process, whether they use fluoride and support that, and then about the maybe 3D x-rays and some other credentials. But again, the Julian Center is in Maryland. You do have a lot of patients that travel pretty far to you. So certainly, you know, people can always come and see you there. Just to wrap this up, where can people contact you? Can they email you or website? What's the best way? Uh, they can email me, drsam at juliancTR.com, or they can go to juliandentist.com. That's the website. Or where a lot of our emphasis is now is the uh, uh, effortlesssleepnow.com, because a lot of our practice now is addressing sleep apnea, sleep issues, especially in sleep disorder breathing in children. That's a big thing. We can do a whole podcast just on that. So Yeah, we'll have to have you back for that one. And I'll definitely put all those links in the show notes. So anyone that's interested in contacting Dr. Sam, definitely check out those notes. And thank you so, so much, Dad. This has been a blast. We really appreciate you sharing all of your knowledge, your many, many years of extensive knowledge. It, it, this has been great. Yeah, you're a real inspiration. And I even learned so much just in this episode alone. I, every time I think I know everything. Well, thanks, because I'm learning something every time I listen to your other podcasts. And I am so grateful that you have embraced this. It's, it's, it's so dear to my heart. So thank you. Yeah. Awesome. We love you. Love you. We love you. Oh, and one more thing. If anyone wants to follow our dad on Instagram, the biohacking dentist. Yes. So you can see how he biohacks every day. <laughs> Killer. Love it. All right. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us today. We will see you next time. Love this episode of the Biohacker Babes podcast? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We truly appreciate your support. Until then, happy biohacking.